Welcome in to another episode of the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. This is Nick, also known as the Fantasy Mechanic. Tonight I'm joined by the big man himself, Nate. Nate, say hello to the people. How's it going, everyone? Glad to be back here. Uh, about to talk some DFS. Yeah, so um, we got a special uh, way we're going to do this podcast with just the two of us tonight. So because a lot of uh, listeners do FanDuel and a lot of listeners do DraftKings, Nate's going to provide everybody with a FanDuel lineup. I'm going to provide everybody with a DraftKings lineup. So depending on what your preference is, on which DFS platform you like to play, you should have a lineup and a guidance to kind of go by. Uh, but before we jump into our results from last week, I just want to let everybody know once again, we are doing podcasts and recording podcasts daily. Mondays is our waiver wire wish list with Nate and Zach. Tuesdays is Samuels and Slanger with Layton, who does a recap of the week uh, of games that was uh, had just passed. Uh, he kind of does it in a split person now. It's actually cool to listen to. Wednesdays is the Window Fantasy Podcast with Nate and the Fantasy Fro. Thursdays is the Contributors Podcast where you kind of get a mix of uh, us here at We Know Fantasy. Um, a couple of us jump in there, talk about random topics. It's really a great podcast. Fridays, uh, Samuels and Slanger again with late and recap and Thursday night's game. Saturdays, that's us. DFS special podcast, the We Know Fantasy DFS special podcast. And Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Don't forget to check out Brian live on Twitch. Nate, did I forget anything there? Anything you want to add to that? No, you're getting better at hosting. You nailed everything there. All right, perfect. Um, and don't forget, check us out at WeKnowFantasy.com. Lots of great articles. Uh, daily, um, uh, we just posted an article about Le'Veon Bell and his movement to KC and how it may affect uh, Clyde Edwards' Lair. All right, so without further ado, we're going to run down our results from last week. Me and Nate both provided is with a uh, DraftKings lineup from last week. Uh, Nate, go ahead and give everybody your, your results from last week. All right. After riding high from two weeks ago, I uh, laid an egg last week. Jimmy Garoppolo was my quarterback, and you know that did not go well. He only had 1.08 points for getting benched for C.J. Bethard. Uh, running backs were Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who also had 11 points, not the best, but Todd Gurley had 28, a hit there. Juju Smith-Schuster at only 6.8. Tyler Boyd, 8.2. Another hit in Darius Slayton, 23.9. Uh, Mo Ali cox did not record a point. James Robinson, a little cold, 11 points in Dallas. Defense, he put nine points is decent. But, yeah, there wasn't any money to be made with that lineup last week. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to make some money when your quarterback scores one fantasy point. Yeah, definitely. That was tough. Um, that I know that was tough for you being a San Fran fan. But, yeah, having when your quarterback lays an egg in DFS, it's tough to get placed in the money. Uh, so without further ado, my lineup from last week, Dak Prescott, we all saw his horrible injury. Uh, prayers about the Dak. Uh, even though I'm an Eagles fan and a Dallas hater, I hate to see somebody go down and lose time from an injury like that, especially when it could be possibly career-threatening. Um, so prayers to Dak. Dak had 13.4. I had Clyde Everett-Hilaire as well, who had 11. Mike Davis, 29.9. C.D. Lamb, who continues to boom each week with 21.4. I think it's solid to say he's the number one receiver there in Dallas. Debo Samuel laid an egg for me with 4.2. Darius Slayton, 23.9. Eric Ebron, who had seven, even though we lost two fumbles, so it uh, would have been two extra points there. James Robinson, 11. And I watched his defense with five for a total of 26.8. Uh, it, it's not bad. It's not going to put you in any real money, um, especially knowing that, you know, I took a hit at the uh, QB position and um, – my top running back only scored 11, so I'm not really that happy with it. Hopefully I do better this week with it. 
All right, Nate. So you're going to provide us with a fan goal. We're going to jump back and forth. Quarterback, quarterback, running back, running back, running back, running back, so on and so forth. So go ahead and lead us off with your fan goal quarterback. All right. I'm going to go with a guy here that we've seen in this podcast several times due to great matchups, but really hasn't produced numbers you expect him to. I'm going with Kirk Cousins here on a fan duel, 7,100, facing the team that's allowed the most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks in Atlanta. So last week at Seattle, he only had 249 and two, also threw a pick. Uh, not the best stats there, but this Vikings team is kind of hanging on to your life here. Um, so Kirk Cousins really has to start shepherd, uh, stepping up and, uh, you know, performing here. Uh, Justin Jefferson's coming into form, uh, you know, Adam Thielen is still there. The running back situation will be a little bit different. Dalvin Cook probably, I think he's ruled out already. Yeah, he's ruled out for yep. a week. So you're gonna have, you're gonna have Madison back there, which will be a little bit. But this one and four team really needs something. If uh, really needs a kick uh, to get going, and you know it may be too little, too late. But they need to really start showing what they can do here with uh, you know one of the highest played quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head right there at the end with the, his salary and what, what he's making and how he's producing. Um, I, I kind of think to myself, at what point is it time to start looking to to sit Kirk Cousins? But uh, that said, I have him as a start as well on my in, for my Instagram page for this week. Uh, he's one of my main starts. I just love him. And as you said, against this Atlanta defense, this defense is a bot, their bottom three and uh, pass defense. So I think they could just be had that's it's their first week with a new coach, so um, I expect the shootout, and I expect the Vikings to come out on top of that shootout. Okay, so for me, now this is a DraftKings lineup that I'll be doing for you guys. Uh, I'm my quarterback's going to be Matthew Stafford versus Jacksonville for sixty three hundred on uh, DraftKings. Um, Detroit's coming off a bye; they're playing the Jaguars. The Jaguars, I believe, are ranked twenty seventh against the pass. Um, Stafford's a guy who's kind of like increase week to week for week one 16 week two 16 week three 15 or i'm sorry 18 uh week four 22 he now has galladay back for the third week um his 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 touchdowns have increased week one one touchdown week two two touchdowns week three two touchdowns and week four three touchdowns as i mentioned they're playing the jaguars another game i anticipate to be kind of high scoring one-sided um so go out there and go ahead and load up on some matt stafford for 6300 bucks it could be a steal yeah, it's going to be $100 there for, you know, what could be a top 10 quarterback this week. <laughs> no debate out of me there. I love that value. All right, Nick, go ahead and give us your fan goal running back. All right. So I'm going to go with a teammate of Kirk Cousins and go Alexander Madison here, filling in for the injured. Dalvin Cook, 7000 so he's still a little pricey. But, uh, you know, he's one of the best backs in the entire league. He's going to get his chance now to shine, show what he can do. Last week he saw... Uh, 112 yards on 20 carries, so that was 5.6 yards per carry. This team this team could jump out to a lead against this Falcons defense that's rather poor. Offense not really clicking a new head coach. We'll see what happens there. Uh, they may have to pound the ball, um, so Madison will be involved in that. And I think it's just uh, he wants to show what he can do. He's getting close to the end of his contract where he may be seeking a starter job elsewhere. So in these you know few times he gets to shine with a uh, – with uh, Dalvin Cook out, he really has to put forth an effort. And just like we saw last week, only playing part of the game with Dalvin Cook leaving with injury, had over 100 yards and 20 carries. Also saw three targets for three receptions for 24 yards. So uh, he gets the ball in the backfield those two. Week one, he had four receptions and, you know, four targets. And he's a very good running back. And I just like this value, 7,000 for what could be an RB1 this week. 
Yeah, definitely. Not much argument out of me. Um, I think you can't understate enough that this is probably the best backup running back in all of football. I mean, I don't consider Kareem Hunt a backup. I consider him more of a standalone value and flex value. Um, and as you mentioned, this may be his only time to shine to get a starting job next uh, for, you know, on a new team possibly next season because after this week they're on a bye and Dalvin Cook could be back by then. Um, so this is a play for him where he's got to ball out and shine and make the most of his opportunity. And like you said, 7,000 for our RB one who could finish in the top 10 is well worth it. So my battle horse for this week, uh, my first running back for DraftKings is going to be Derrick Henry versus Houston for 7,300. Um, I just love Derrick Henry. Um, they're using them right. Um, the rookie Evans sustained a hamstring injury. Jer- Jeremy Nichols is banged up a little bit too. So I kind of think like this is more, ha- I mean, it was Henry's backfield, but he won't be getting as many breaks as, as we've seen. Um, they're playing Houston. Houston's a bot, you know, um, their defense hasn't been played well at all. It's their second week under Romeo Cornell. Um, I see the Titans being up handedly with, Derrick Henry would possibly already a touchdown or two and them just leaning on him and him possibly getting like he did in week one, getting 30 carries or upwards of 30 carries this week against the Houston Texans. Yeah. And he scored two touchdowns in each of the last two games. There's that, you know, he's seen 25 plus touches in three of uh, four games. The one where they out, he didn't see uh, 25 touches. He saw 19. That was last week against Buffalo where they just kept throwing the ball down Buffalo's throat. Um, whenever you play Derrick Henry, there's really no debate. The volume is there. The usage is there. And, uh, you know, if he goes back to like when he played Minnesota, 26 carries, 119 yards and two touchdowns, uh, and he's gonna be widely owned. You've got to have him on your roster if you're in the money. Yeah, definitely. All right, Nico, give us your second running back. All right. So I'm going to go a little bit lower here on the price of my next guy. I'm going David Montgomery, 5,900 here against the uh, Carolina Panthers. I was a, I was a big believer in David Montgomery coming to the season. And I got a little scared there because uh, I thought this could be a, a landing spot for Le'Veon Bell, but sure enough, that did not happen. David Montgomery's still the back there. Um, he's seen double digit touches in each of the last, uh, every game thus far this season. He's hev- heavily involved in the passing game. He saw six against the Colts two, uh, two weeks ago. And then he saw eight uh, targets last week against Tampa Bay. Um, they're getting against Carolina this week who, has allowed the most fancy points to opposing running backs. Uh, you know, of course, Carolina is playing a lot better than anyone would have thought going into the season. They thought that defense was god awful. They're better against the pass than they are the run. Uh, the Chicago Bears team has one loss in the season, four and one actually. Uh, still trying to stay afloat there in that really jam packed uh, NFC North where they have, you know, the uh, Packers right ahead of them who are undefeated. So they got to stay paced there if they want to keep going. And they're using David Montgomery correctly out of the backfield, catching the ball, uh, rushing the football too. So I think he has a great game this week, especially at 5,900 in FanDuel. Um, this is a, this is w- one of those uh, you know kind of lower down running backs you hit on that really help you propel yourself into some money. Okay, so uh, we'll double up on this because David Montgomery was actually my second running back. Oh, so, there we go. Um, there's not much for me to add to it. The only thing I do want to kind of point out is – uh, the price, because uh, he's 5800 on DraftKings, 5900 on FanDuel. So in a previous podcast, on our DFS podcast, I mentioned is 
when you find someone who's close in both um, platforms, FanDuel and DK, uh, DraftKings, that's a player you want because they're not overpricing them in FanDuel or they're not overpricing them in DraftKings. And you mentioned everything. Carolina is the worst against uh, running backs. They're giving up the most points against running backs. Since Tariq Cohen's been out, David Montgomery's uh, target and receptions has jumped up uh, uh, immensely. He's playing upwards of about 80% of the snap. So um, he's a must-have in DFS. And for that matter, he's a must-have, I believe, in DraftKings and especially in Dynasty right now. Yeah, uh, love it. Love. I have a lot of shares, like I said. So uh, excited to see what he does this week. Yeah, so I, I won't even add much to it. I think you pretty much covered everything. Well, good job on that. So go ahead, Nate. Give us your first wide receiver for FanDuel. All right, I'm pounding this uh, Vikings against Falcons uh yeah, against Falcon situation, I'm going to take uh, the rookie quarter uh, running wide receiver. I named every position, but Justin Jefferson, 5,900 here and uh, on FanDuel. On, uh, yeah, 5,900. You know, we saw what he did, you know, two weeks ago and three weeks ago. He had 175 on nine receptions against Tennessee. Then he went and put up 103 on five recept- or four receptions against the Texans. Last week came down to earth a little bit against Seattle. But again, that Falcons defense is very porous. And this Vikings team needs a victory. Um, so, you know, at 5,900 under 6,000 for what could be a wide receiver one this week, I really, really don't don't have any much to say besides that, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I love Justin Jefferson. Um, we see what he's capable of. I'd like to see him put him in the slot a lot more. Um, I think he'll excel more from the slot. Um, that said, I'm actually going to give you my first wide receiver, which is Adam Thielen. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off your Vikings. Okay, here. okay. So Adam Thielen versus Atlanta, 7,300 in DraftKings. Um, basically all the same stuff Nate said about, you know, Atlanta's poorest defense. Um, Adam Thielen had 13 targets last week. Uh, he scored 29.3 points. I believe he had two touchdowns, nine receptions for 80 yards and two touchdowns, I believe it was something. The previous week he had 10 targets and eight receptions. Uh, Adam Thielen's eaten. Um, I actually ranked Thielen really low this year going into the season. Boy, have I been wrong, and I have no problem with being humbled by saying that I've been wrong on Adam Thielen in 2020 so far. So if you're doing a DraftKings lineup, 7,300 for your wide receiver one on a great matchup is a a great plug-and-play for you this week. Yeah, you guys see how much I'm – investing this Vikings offense against this Falcons defense. So the same thing here, you have a, you know, you have a wide receiver who's caught a touchdown and uh, all but one game. That's part of the season. And he's, he's caught two and, you know, two of five games uh, really can't uh, go against this guy. He's off to a great start of the season and uh, looks to continue here against this Falcons defense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, Nick, give us your second wide receiver. All right. I'm going to ride this hot hand named Chase Claypool. We know what he did last week, four touchdowns. He's uh 5500 here in uh in FanDuel going up against Cleveland whose defense is, you know, not where you would expect it to be after how many first round selections they have on that side. They've allowed the third most fancy points to opposing wide receivers. Deontay Johnson has already been has already been uh, you know, marked as out for this upcoming week in this in, in this, you know, top of the AFC North matchup. That's coming at you. This is going to be a high-scoring game, I believe. Uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns have been putting on an offensive clinic. Uh, this undefeated Steelers team. These teams have a rivalry that goes way back. And now you have two, you know, quality, very good teams, especially offenses going at each other. I think Claypool as the wide receiver, too. You got Juju there as well. 
I almost had Juju in here, but I went back for Claypool. This first time really is the second, you know, option here with Johnson out this week. And I love, I love this guy. Big body, really can go up with the best of him, catch the ball, bring it down, throw off corners, safeties, everything. So I think he feasts again this week against Cleveland. Yeah, Nate, I was just waiting for you to rub it in that he scored four touchdowns against my Eagles. Um, that hey, you brought that up, and I didn't bring it up. <laughs> that was kind of the only part I was waiting for you to add to that because there's not much <laughs> more to add to it. I think it's very important that you mention that Deontay Johnson is out. Um, so you could see Claypool even get more um, snaps and be on the field even more. Uh, I'm not sure what his percentage was last week, but I watched the game, and I actually felt like he was only on the field four times, and all four times he scored for the touchdown. So, um Claypool's a great, um, you know, addition into a DFS this week. Um, I believe you said his price was fifty five hundred for Fanduel. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, go ahead and go, grab yourself some Chase Claypool, um, and even you know, look to start adding them in redraft leagues and for sure in dynasty. Okay, so for me, my second wide receiver, I'm kind of going to stack here with Kenny Galladay versus Jacksonville for sixty two hundred. Uh, I, as I mentioned, my quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, um, he's back off injury. They're coming off of a bye. He had another extra week to uh, heal up that hammy. Um, his first week back, 17.7. Second week back, 16.2. We've seen his snap percentage increase from 70 to 81. So I think Kenny G is kind of at the point where he's healthy. Um, he scored a touchdown in both those games. They're playing Jacksonville, as I mentioned. You know, Stafford uh, has steadily increased. Uh, Galladay is by far the wide receiver one on this team. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt in that. And as we mentioned before, this is just, you know, one of those games where I could see the Detroit Lions coming out, scoring a lot of points, and Kenny Galladay just being a product of, you know, an ass kicking for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, if you know me, you know I'm a big Kenny Galladay fan. I invested him heavy and early in redraft leagues, so I have a lot of shares of this guy. Coming back, seven and eight targets, of course, not missing a beat there with uh, Matthew Stafford. Touchdowns in every game thus far, and it's a Jacksonville defense that's lackluster, especially in the secondary. Uh, man, I, I this could be uh, – this again, they're a, they're a one-win team and want to get out of the bottom of the uh, NFC North there, so they need a win here against Jacksonville. I know it's down in Florida. Uh, the ball may fly a little bit better there. We'll see what happens, but I think Kenny G, I'm with you on this one, has a big week ahead of him. All right, Nate, go ahead. Give us your final receiver. All right. Final guy here. You know, I went a little cheaper on uh, on my uh, other picks thus far, so I'm going to spend a little money here and go with Devontae Adams, Green Bay Packers, uh, going up against Tampa. I know it, on paper it's not the best matchup ever. But again, you have an undefeated Aaron Rodgers playing out of his absolute mind. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, has missed a few games this season. But when he's been there, he's been feasting. He's been eating. And there's no exception here. We are going to see, you know, we have a duel here to of Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. And this fire that's lit underneath Aaron Rodgers, I think he just wants to put up a statement here with Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady in town. Um, or excuse me, going down to Tom Brady to play him here. Uh, I think he puts up a fantastic game, you know, uh, in week, what was it? Week one, he saw 17 targets for 14 receptions. Um, and then, you know, has been injured since hasn't played since. So he's back this week and this team's undefeated without him. So this is scary to see what happens when, you know, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL is back on the field. Yeah, definitely. I forgot to mention 9,000 on FanDuel. Oh, 9,000. Okay. 
Um, yeah, you're spending up for him, but as you mentioned, he's arguably the number one receiver in the league. Um, his only issue has been injuries at each season. But when the guy's healthy, he is a beast on the field. Teams can't – I don't care who your corner is, how shut down you think your corner is. You're not shutting down Devontae Adams. And I like the spin you put on it with the matchup of Rodgers versus Brady, you know, two goats going at it. It's kind of an outside-the-box thought that's something, you know, I like to think about usually, and I totally missed it on this. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that to the table for us. Um, it's like we mentioned, sometimes looking for those out-of-the-box – scenarios is what allows a player to do well in game. So thanks for that. Nate. appreciate it. Hey, anytime, man. Uh, so my third receiver is Terry McLaurin uh, versus the giants for 5,700 on DraftKings. Um, if you're a believer in trends, um, you know, week to week, uh, week one, 11.1 points, week two, 26.5, week three, 12.6, week four, 22.8, week five, 5.6. This is week six going against the Giants. So if it's any indication, Terry McLaurin likes to play on the even week. So let's expect a 20-plus point uh, performance out of Terry McLaurin. And you're talking about the wide receiver one going against a defense that's mediocre against the pass um, for 5,700 on DraftKings. I just think it's uh, you know an important grab and a must-grab for you, especially if you want to spend up for guys like Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay. Uh, wide receivers like that, it kind of allows you to go out and go a little cheaper on a on a wide receiver, another wide receiver one option. Yeah, that value can't be denied. My only concern here is, you know, he saw Kyle Allen slash Alex Smith last week and didn't put up good numbers at all. So, you know, we can expect that to be a little bit better here against this Giants defense. And, you know, if Kyle Allen doesn't go out from injury, uh, whatever, a concussion he's starting this week, uh, but if Kyle Allen could push the uh, push the tempo and get that ball out of his hand quick to Terry McLaurin, like he said, he's had uh, double digit uh, targets in in uh, two of five games. Has seen at least seven in every game thus far this season, and that's uh, you know for that value that cannot be denied. Yeah, for sure. All right, Nate, start us off with our tight ends. All right, this is something I rarely do, but I'm spending up here on my tight end position. I'm going to take the one and only Mark Andrews of the. Baltimore Ravens. Let's see here. He is 7,600 here, uh, but I'm seeing him as a, as a wide receiver one opposed to a tight end one, especially this week. Um, you know, I flirted with Marquise Brown here in my team, but I have, he's, he's, he's just someone I find it hard to be, you know, get behind playing the Eagles here who are very bad against the tight end. Um, you know, and Andrews has already has five touchdowns on the season this game could have some sneaky value to be highest scoring with this Eagles offense that's looking uh, better and better each week uh, with the emergence of uh, Fulgham last week. Uh, we'll see what happens there, them putting, pushing the issue. But, of course, Ravens will put up some points, and we know how this connection between Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews is. So I'm pretty much paying here for Lamar Jackson's number one receiver, even though it's a tight end this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's become a uh, every week thing, mentioning how bad the Eagles are against tight end position um it's mark andrews he's arguably a top three uh tight end in the league uh and you know for what you know everything you said he's basically lamar jackson's number one receiver i could actually see mark mark andrews gonna be a problem for the eagles mark andrews can easily get in the end zone two times against the eagles this week and like you mentioned could be a high scoring game let's hope the eagles pull out a win okay nate mark andrews can have two touchdowns but i (laughs) want the eagles to win as long as it helps me in FanDuel. <laughs> All 
man, what have we become? <laughs> okay, so for my tight end, I'm actually going with an ex-Eagle, ex-Bear, Trey Burton, for, who now plays for the Indianapolis Colts, going against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's cheap. He's 3,100 on DraftKings. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox has been ruled out of the game already. Uh, Jack Doyle has played about 50% of the snaps, but hasn't received a, ta- or, excuse me, a reception yet and has been very limited on his targets. Trey Burton, who's only played who, who in the last two weeks, has only played fifty percent, less than fifty percent of the snaps. I should say. Granted, he's only scored three and eight, but he's being targeted six times a game, um, and that was with Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle healthy and in the game as well. Now you remove one of those tight ends. Trey Burton has an opportunity against the Bengals to have a pretty decent game. I'm not saying he's going to be put up the numbers, Mark Andrews, but if you want to spend up on your running backs or your quarterback or your wide receivers this week. Trey Burton's a good option, very cheap in DraftKings. Yeah, we go over this every week. It's so important to find these diamonds in the rough, these super cheap guys that go off. You know, it's a gamble to find these guys because that way you can spend up for your running backs and your wide receivers, which is crucial to do. It may it be a tight end position or a cheap wide receiver that goes off, but it needs to be found. And I like the points you made. There's a very good chance that he does that this week. Um, we know this team, you know, Phillip Rivers likes a tight end, so if Trey Burton gets his attention this week, we've seen Mo Alley-Cox have some good weeks. We've seen uh, Jack Doyle see some good weeks early on. So maybe it's Trey Burton's time. Yeah, let's hope. All right, Nate, who you got to flex? All right, so the way I construct my lineups, it's usually, you know, I, I get a, I get my value picks put in there and stuff, and then by that time I see what I have left for a flex when I get all my – people lined in there so this week i'm going aaron jones in my flex 8500 here on fanduel again down in tampa taking on tom brady and company but aaron jones has seven touchdowns through four weeks thus far this season if my nope i apologize six touchdowns who cares that's a lot of touchdowns thus far this season he's seen at least 15 uh, rushing attempts has seen at least four targets has seen upwards of eight targets uh, 18 rushing attempts. This guy's seeing, you know, 20, 25 total chances per game here for an undefeated team playing out of their minds. Uh, I don't think it stops here. Again, the matchup on paper isn't the greatest thing here. Uh, Tampa Bay is actually pretty good against the run, but Aaron Jones is a different beast, catching that ball in the backfield, doing what he does best. Uh, he's already had a game of, uh, you know, 168 rushing, 68 receiving, three touchdowns thus far this season against the Lions. He's, you know, done it all thus far. And last season, he was the uh, top uh, touchdown scorer of the season. So, uh, again, uh, it, it's a safe bet that he's going to find the end zone each week. So, uh, I'm going to gamble down here on Tampa Bay and that he finds it again. Yeah, and I think it's really important for him to get Aaron Jones going in order to keep that uh, Buccaneers pass rush off of Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Jones has, has proved me wrong for two straight years, so I'm not even going to try to go negative on him, to be honest with you. Um, it's all positive from here on out for Aaron Jones in my view, in my view, because every time I down the guy, he turns around and proves me wrong, him and Chris Carson. So I'm eating crow all year on Chris Carson and Aaron Jones. So I love it. Uh, as you said, you, you may spend up a little bit on him, but if he gives you a production, it's all worth it in the end. So my flex play for this week is so far to me, the 2020 darling of the league, Miles Gaskin. Versus the Jets for fifty four hundred bucks in your flex position, Gaskin has clearly become the number one running back for the Dolphins. Um, I believe Jordan Howard was uh, uh, inactive last week um, against San Francisco. Uh, 
That said, playing against San Francisco, Gaskin put up tw- over 20 points. He's averaging 12 carries a game. He's averaging five uh, receptions a game. He's become a workhorse. It came out of nowhere. It's totally surprised everybody in the fantasy world. Everybody was talking about Jordan Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. Miles um, Gaskin, you know, playing against the Jets. Um, the Jets, they just got rid of Le'Veon Bell. That team's in turmoil. I don't see Adam Gase making it much, you know, much further into the season, especially if they lose against a former team that he uh, had coached. Um, that said, that's another reason I see the Dolphins just putting a whooping on the Jets this week. You know, a little payback to Adam Gase after, you know, he, he tore that team down with players like Landry and stuff like that. So, Miles Gaskin, 5,400 DraftKings versus the Jets. Go ahead and plug him in. Yeah, I love it. Values there. Everything's there. Uh, he's been, you know, 12 touches is a crazy amount, but it's a good amount. He's been doing a lot with those touches. And again, any person playing the Jets is probably worth a start in the DFS. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Nate, here we go. Give us your defense. All right. If you guys know me, I like to spend as little as humanly possible on my defense. So this week, I'm taking Detroit Lions versus the Jacksonville Jaguars down there in Florida where uh, fans are allowed in the stands. I think they're allowed full capacity even down there in Florida. So, so, uh, you know, they'll have a little bit of a, a home atmosphere to go against here, Detroit. But I like some of the pieces Detroit has. I like the way Matt Patricia's been building this defense. I know it's not been, you know, exactly what you're going to expect out of Matt Patricia's defense these first two or three seasons he's been there. But he's getting his pieces together. He's getting some, uh, you know, guys there. You still have Gardner Minshew, who, you know, he, some weeks he looks like he could, you know, be a franchise quarterback, and some weeks he looks like he could be benched. Um, last week here, uh, you know, the, the, the Lions have had some pretty tough you know, goings thus far this season. They've seen the Saints, they've seen the Cardinals, they've seen the Packers and the Bears, you know, and, and you know, there are very few losses of, of between those four teams. So now they're going here to the Jaguars, um, getting that team that, you know, isn't, you know, James Robinson's been a darling like uh, we talk about, but besides that, offensive line's pretty banged up. Gardner Minshew is, you know, suspect. I don't think DJ Shark's going to play. If he does, he's still recovering from injury. Uh, you know, they're not that deep a wide receiver. So I just like some of the pieces the Lions have here and you're spending only 3,400 here on FanDuel for this defense that, you know, has a uh, potential to takeaways, has a decent pass rush to the quarterback. So I think they put up a good amount of points this week. Yeah. Not much for me to add there. Um, same, all, all the same reasons why I kind of went on the offensive side and took Stafford and got all day this week. I just think Jacksonville's done. Um, they had that opening week win against the Colts and, they haven't looked the same since. I think they're in the tank for Trevor, to be honest with you. Um, I just think Detroit goes down there and eats. Uh, I think their defense could have a, a defensive touchdown, multiple sacks. So, yeah, I'm with you on this, Nate, with the Detroit Lions as your defense for this week. And, yeah, of course, you know they'll score 30 since you picked them probably. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> All right, so for my defense, I'm going back to the well with the Dolphins against the Jets. 2,900 on DraftKings. Um, the Dolphins defensively haven't been a bad team. I mean, last week they scored 15 against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't see that being an every week thing, but they did have five sacks against a pretty decent offensive line there in San Fran. They had, I believe they had two fumbles uh, or maybe one fumble recovery, two interceptions. As Nate mentioned, uh, when he recapped his team from last week, they forced Garoppolo out of the game. Kind of think that was more due to the injury than it was of his play. Could, could have been both, but um, 
you know, as I mentioned, they're playing the Jets. Uh, Darnold's not playing again. Flacco's back there. Uh, just look for the, the the Jets to lean on Jameson Crowder, and that's going to probably be the only offense they have this whole game. So I expect the Dolphins to come out and, you know, uh, give it to the Jets. And their defense probably, you know, have about somewhere between 9 to 10 points, and that's not too bad when you're only spending 2900 for a defense in a DFS lineup. Yeah, if you follow me, you know I do a every Tuesday, though, we know fantasy streamable defense of the week, and the Dolphins are my number one suggestion this week. I just didn't have the funds here in my lineup to fit them in there, or they definitely would be in there. Uh, this team has something about them. They're playing above, their, I guess, their skill, I guess you'd say. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick slinging the ball. That offense is clicking. The defense is doing some pretty cool things. That you know, their their cornerbacks are uh, arguably the best duo in the league in terms of talent and name recognition. So they have that going for them. They you know the pass rush is getting better each week. It's a lot of good things happening in Miami after all these years of down of uh, you know downward spiral. They're finally building themselves back up with all those first round picks and some quality free agent signings there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. People, you know, clamoring for uh, two at like week two and week three. And now I think, you know, Fitzpatrick's not by any means. He's not a franchise quarterback for one, his age, two, his, his up and down play. But uh, they're playing well. And, they're, and I think a lot of it does have to do with their defense. Yeah, they're not getting sacks every game or turnovers, but they are stopping teams from getting on the other side of 50 yard line and getting good field position on them. And I just think that, you know, could be a decent way to go ahead and plug a defense in for a DFS lineup. All right, Nate. So that about wraps up for this week. Again, Nate provided you guys with a FanDuel lineup. I provided you guys with the DraftKings lineup. Um, you know, make sure you play them. Uh, hopefully you win some money and feel free to give us some feedback on it, whether it helped, whether it didn't help, what you'd like to see improvements on. Um, so, Nate, without further ado, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and add anything you'd like to add. All right, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Okay, got again. I'm Nick, aka the Fantasy Mechanic. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Mechanic. I'm sorry, on Twitter at FB Mechanic, on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic. Um, again, don't forget to check out Brian live on Twitch at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning where he'll go over and he starts sits with you. Also, Justin pops on there and gives some betting advice and wagering advice. If you'd like to check that out, I highly recommend it. The guys are, are both really good and give detailed information on the reasons why they're giving you their, the answers they are. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Good luck with your DFS lineups this week. Yep, good luck, guys.